Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Brustling Unlimited, as we are here on the 9th of August, 2021, to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. Of course, tonight's Monday Night Raw does go, eh, it was an okay show. To be honest, we were at like, I don't know, it was local time 6.45, and I go, Man, this show's almost out. Oh, wait, this show's not almost over. There's still another hour and 15 minutes, and this show felt it. To me, this did feel like a long show, to be completely honest. Like, ee. Ee. I, I, I don't know what to say about that, but to me, I don't know how it felt to you guys. I liked some of the things on tonight's show, don't get me wrong, but I just, I felt like the show was it just, it just felt long. It felt like, man, there's still a lot more to go. Because it's like 6.45 local time here, West Coast, Best Coast. And I'm like, man, we still got to do Randy versus AJ, whatever Charlotte's going to do, whatever Bobby's going to do. And I go, oh, never mind. They still got an hour. Holy holy crap, they still got an hour. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Podcast is sponsored by Homage, but we'll talk about that later. I want to say thank you for joining me here on Twitch or YouTube. If you're watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways, either by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember on Twitch, you can subscribe to the channel with one of two different options, either with a tiered subscription or for free with Amazon Prime. Because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out a couple of different ways, either by donating a super chat or a super sticker donation, like a number of you guys have. We'll get to those in just a moment. Or you can subscribe to the channel to become a channel member by hitting that join button down below. As a channel member, you get early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, early access to exclusive news, and so much more. But with that, before we talk about Raw, we've got some super chats and stuff here. I want to say thank you to Jack Dawson for the super sticker and the Twitch bit donation. I also want to say thank you to Greg Bryson for the super, super sticker donation. Also, Daniel Molinax with the super chat says, Riddle? Never trust a snake, especially a viper. We'll talk about that. We will talk about that for sure. But speaking of a snake, speaking of a viper, let me wipe my glasses off. There are all kinds of... I made me a quesadilla for dinner. Lashed a little grease. My glasses are a little dirty. There we go. Now I can see more clear. Randy Orton opened up the show, speaking, like I said, speaking of a viper. Orton entered to a very big, re uh, very big reaction from the crowd in Orlando. Now, keep this in mind. Wore an RK Bro zip-up hoodie or sweater, whatever you want to call them. What do we call those? Are they hoodies or are they sweaters? Let me know in the chat in the comments below if you're watching later. Uh, he was smiling and appeared to be in, well, a good mood. Don't remember the last time I saw Randy Orton in this good of a mood. Orton welcomed us to Monday Night Raw but was interrupted by Riddle. Norton's mood immediately went from, yeah, welcome to Raw, to, 
What the fuck is this guy doing out here? Riddle chucked his scooter aside as he came down to the ring and in excitement jumped in the ring. Uh, Riddle then said, quote, Randy, I missed you so much, bro. And the crowd went, aww. Riddle asked where Orton was all this time. Morton's absence reminded Riddle of when his stepfather left 25 years ago to go get some milk and never come back. Crowd didn't care about that story and chanted, RK bro, RK bro, RK bro, RK bro. Riddle was excited to be a team again. Orton wondered why the hell he would ever team with Riddle. Orton said that he works better alone. and doesn't want to be in any sort of a team. And I go, okay, bro. Then why are you wearing the hoodie? Why are you wearing the hoodie? It says it right on the back. R.K. Bro. Like, jeez. Jeez. Uh, Jack Dawson says they're called, excuse me, they're called hoodies. Sincerity says they're called hoodies. Uh, Daniel Molinax says I call them sweater jackets, but they are called hoodies. I don't wear those kinds of things. All I got when I, I, I don't usually wear a jacket unless it's raining. And all I got is my damn Carhartt zip up jacket. I mean, that's all I got. I just got Carhartt. I don't wear those sweater lookings or pullover hoodie deal. You don't know that. Just wear Carhartt. Put your NASCAR hat on. Safe from the rain. Anyways. Orton said he's not interested in teaming with Riddle, and out would come AJ Styles and almost. Okay, New Jeffrey with the correct answer, which others have said the same thing as well, but New Jeffrey says WWE on Twitter called it a hoodie. Well, then that's what we have to go with. Whether you call it something else, it's a hoodie because that's what WWE calls them. I could have just looked on shop, but New Jeffrey with the with the little investigation they're saying, WWE called it a hoodie. AJ and almost came out, and Styles mocked Riddle and pointed out how untrustworthy Orton has always been. Styles continued to mock Riddle for having a broken heart until Orton told him, shut up. Orton says he's been home for seven weeks and was tired of hearing Styles run his mouth, try to be the guy here on Raw in the locker room. He said the only thing bigger than Styles' ego is this jackass right here as he points up to Omos. Styles then challenged AJ to a match later on tonight, a singles match to prove who really runs Raw. Orton accepted. Orton said, or Orton was about to give Styles an RKO. Uh, Styles saw it coming and he bailed out of the ring. <laughs> and he did this in a way where he like got tied up in the ropes for a second and he bounced off him and he finally got out of the ring. Orton tried to give one to Omos, but almost shoved him. Riddle then set up for an RKO. Ugh. 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 And then he did it. Kinda. Tried to. He jumped up, went for the RKO, but as he was coming down, almost caught him. He tried to jump up again and almost caught him before giving him a choke slam in the middle of the ring. Orton then rolled to the floor right to the feet of Randy Orton. Bad idea. Bad idea. 
Let me see SmackDown's Baron Corbin. Kevin Patrick says that he's here because of the annual Brand to Brand Invitational. Corbin said, nah, I'm here because, well, I need money. This weekend, I spent it living in one of the production trucks. My wife's left me. She took the kids. I don't got anything to my name. But Jinder made a call. Said he needs somebody to take out Drew McIntyre. This isn't how I would want to have to do things. But I'm going to have to. I'm not looking forward to facing somebody who could, you know, decapitate me with his sword. But I need to take this risk. So Baron went out to the ring and then Kevin Patrick interviewed Drew McIntyre. McIntyre didn't feel sorry for Corbin and spoke about what a bad person he was in the past. He told a story about Corbin beating up a homeless person and taking what little money the man had before stealing his dog. Stupid. All these stories that, that Drew tell, they're dumb. They're dumb. After Patrick... Asked about the sword, McIntyre said that this sword is named after my late mother, Angela. She passed away a couple of years ago, and she was told to have an abortion when she was pregnant with me and refused. Because of that, I am here with you today. She would have rather died than done that. He said she never complained when she had cancer. She somehow transitioned this and turned it into anger towards Corbin. Corbin did nothing wrong. And he told Corbin, karma was a bitch. Now remember, these two used to be empatico when they were all heels on Raw back in the day. Back in like 2018. But, now, I don't know. We got Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin. Match went 9 minutes and 45 seconds. McIntyre gave Corbin an overhead suplex outside the ring prior to a commercial break, and not much happened before that break. Um, after the break, so Corbin gave McIntyre a superplex. McIntyre came back with a headbutt, a suplex, and a neck breaker. McIntyre set it for a Claymore kick, but Orton begged him not to do it. Then we got too cute for their own britches. McIntyre grabs the mic and called Corbin pathetic. Corbin said, I know, I know, which was actually a little bit funny. McIntyre asked him, you know what? I'm feeling a little generous. How much money do you really need? I mean, I just want to help you get on your feet and take a damn shower. Corbin goes, I, I just need $100,000. That's it. McIntyre laughed for saying $100,000, about $200,000, maybe Three hundred thousand. Then he did the countdown. Three, two, one. Claymore, and pinned Corbin in the middle of the ring. Jim Mahal, Veer, and Shanky then entered stage. Before they could get any closer, McIntyre grabbed the sword and they backed off. Wow. The Riddle approached Orton on his scooter. Riddle asked if they were at least, you know, friends. And if he could accompany Randy at ringside during his match later. And Randy said, no. And don't ever call me bro. Next up, we had Jeff Hardy versus Karrion Cross in an eight-minute match. Cross did an inset promo during his entrance where he said that Hardy ruined his debut on Raw. And he's planning his revenge for tonight. 
He's been doing so ever since. He was staring at an hourglass and said Hardy would fall and pray. Cross was in control until Hardy made a comeback, but Cross yanked him off the top rope, and they went to a break about two minutes in. Hardy hit a DDT after the break, followed up by an inverted atomic drop, a leg drop, and a splash for a two. Hardy tried to pass from the second rope for a near fall. Hardy used a jawbreaker and tried a cover, holding his tights. Cross kicked out again. Why does Jeff keep cheating? I don't know. Are we going to get a heel Jeff Hardy? Highly, highly doubt it. And then after all of that, Cross kicks out. Cross has a Saito suplex. Cross jacket. Puts Jeff Hardy in the submission. And he wins by submission. So after the match, Cross gave him another suplex. And put him in the submission yet again. I think it was Byron Saxon that was like, the match is over. This doesn't make any sense. Why does he need to put him in the move again? Like, Baron, just shut up. We don't, we don't need the logic. He's beating his ass, even though he already won. Probably liked Hardy here, but didn't care much for Cross. He even got you suck chance at one point in the post-match. Uh, they said that tomorrow on NXT, Dakota Kai will follow up on her attack from a few weeks ago with Raquel Gonzalez. If you didn't see, the two will be facing off at TakeOver. Plus, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly will be going face-to-face as William Regal moderates it. So we got a RK Bro video package with some upbeat music about their friendship and their relationship. They're really pushing the narrative of RK Bro, RK Bro, RK Bro is a thing. Kevin Patrick interviewed Riddle in the back. Riddle was sad and said that he respected Orton's wishes, so he won't be out there at ringside when he, face, when he faces AJ. He then called himself a stallion and rode off on the scooter. I thought the scooter was the stallion. I don't know. Because in NXT, he was the stallion. And Pete was the stallion. Remember? Stallion Pete. So, I don't know. We'll see how it all goes. Then we had Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop. Alexa brought out the doll. The doll sat on the turnbuckle, and even Marie was out there as well. And they're both in the ring. Right before the referee goes to ring the bell, we just get the loudest, We want Wyatt. We want Wyatt. We want Wyatt. Chance. And apparently before this, in the building during the break, WWE aired a video where Steve Austin and Mick Foley were praising the Fiend character. What? According to a report from Fightful, Bray was supposed to come back tonight and debut a new character. Bray teased the new character on social media, so yeah, I can pull that up if you guys want to see it. Let's go to Twitter. Let's go to... uh, Oh, it's right here. First thing I see on my Twitter was... 28,000 likes and 4,000 retweets. Bray Wyatt teased this on social. Pull it up here. He said, you can't kill it. It looks like Darth Maul. I pull the picture up bigger. Looks like Darth Maul. But apparently that was supposed to be the new character. 
Yeah, maybe he. I don't know if he was still going to be called the Fiend or if he was going to have a new name. But Brace tweeted, "You can't kill it." I assume that means that whatever this character is, he created, he came up with, and is going to want to use it wherever else he goes. We'll see. We'll see. Back to my notes. Back to. Here we go. All right. So they're wrestling. It's Dewdrop. It's Alexa Bliss. They're having an okay match here for the first three minutes. And then Dewdrop looks at the doll sitting on the turnbuckle. We get an up close one shot of the doll and it goes, it winks. And Dewdrop's like, she gets all distracted. Alexa does some flip to roll her up. It's all overweight on her. One, two, three. Alexa Bliss picks up the victory in three and a half minutes. And if you're wondering, yes, Bliss was portrayed as the baby face here. Because they piped in booze at one point when Dewdrop had the advantage. So, I have no clue. If these people want to Wyatt. As soon as this match started, even before the match started, Alexa's in her corner, Dewdrop's in her corner. We want Wyatt. We want Wyatt. And Alexa did some spider walk stuff. Not the the not the Bray Crab spider walk, but the legs up high. Or I don't know how to explain it. In the back, Sheamus approached John Morrison and Miz. Basically, Sheamus said that he would take care of Ricochet tonight and told Morrison that he better take care of Damian Priest or else. He also said something about Morrison and his stupid hair. We had a non-title match. It was the U.S. champion Sheamus against Ricochet in a 10 and a half minute match. And I liked this match, actually. It was a great spot where Sheamus was standing in front of the announce desk and Ricochet hit a springboard dive, sending them both over the table, which led to a break early on. Sheamus regained control after the break using a backbreaker. They showed several replays of Ricochet's dive. Sheamus went to the top, but Ricochet hit a jumping in Zaguri before bringing him down with a Hurricane Rana. Ricochet followed this up with a flying clothesline and a lion salt for a near fall. Ricochet then came off the top again, but Sheamus appeared to catch him with the headbutt. Use that metal mask, remember. Sheamus then followed this up with the bro kick and picked up the victory, pinning Ricochet in, like I said, a 10 and a half minute match. Sheamus then tried a cheap shot on Ricochet, but Priest saw it and came down and sent him out of the ring. Then, in a four minute match, we had Damian Priest versus John Morrison. Did a nice little striking exchange early that led to some kicks and whatnot. Morrison got to his feet uh, and wiped out Priest early on with an impressive corkscrew dive to the outside. Morrison tried something off the top uh, top rope, but Priest wiped him out with a spinning wheel kick. Priest set up to hit the lights, but Miz sprayed him with in the face with a drip stick. Fortunately, Priest just ignored it and hit the move anyways and picked up the pinfall victory. It was good while it lasted. Only four minutes, though. After the match, Morrison tried to stop Priest from confronting the Miz. But Priest knocked down Morrison anyway and sprayed him with the water. Priest then got in Miz's face 
and by instinct, Miz popped to his feet out the wheelchair. Miz no longer hurt. He shoved Priest, and that was not the move. Miz then was suddenly concerned upon realizing, uh-oh, blew my cover, I'm not still hurt. So he sprinted as fast as he could around the ring, up the ramp, and to the back. Miz, no longer injured. It seems. It would seem. We'll, we'll wait to take him off of any injured list until he gets back in the ring and actually has a match. But it's good to see he doesn't need the wheelchair or any crutches or anything. The priest would grab a mic to address Seamus. Seamus would enter the stage because he wanted to hear what Priest had to say. Priest would go on to state that he wants to challenge Seamus for the U.S. title at SummerSlam. And Seamus said, you know what, fella? I accept. Morrison tried to attack Priest from behind, but Priest knocked him down with a brogue kick. Priest then warned Seamus that would be his fate at SummerSlam. And here's the thing. I'm actually surprisingly shocked that this actually feels like a good feud. This actually feels like, what's the word I'm looking for? A big-time match for a big-time show like SummerSlam. So, yeah, I'm really impressed that they got this match to feel like it matters, if that makes sense. The WWE congratulated them themselves on earning 80 million subscribers on YouTube. They also mentioned that the video of Reginald, of him leaping into the ring, it was a quick TikTok of him jumping into the ring. 33 million views. Holy fuck. I say Reginald's not only our 24-7 champion, he's a viral sensation with 33 million views of this video on TikTok. But Mansoor was trying to apologize for last week to Ali, and he gave him a new jacket to wear to make up for it. Ali goes, hey, stop apologizing. Quote, I know you'll do better next time. Ali told him, just watch what I do tonight and learn. I wouldn't want to learn a guy that lost. Match goes three minutes. It's Ali against T-Bar. Uh, what am I drinking? Water. Why is it blue? Because I put blue Hawaiian punch packets in it. Not a real real fan of plain-ass water, but I add these Hawaiian punch packets. Actually, I can show you exactly what they are. Add these Hawaiian punch packets. Fan-freaking-tastic. Don't like to drink soda a lot. Like, I'll drink an energy drink here or there or whatnot. But I don't want to, like, drink soda all the time. So I always have a case of water on hand. And I take the water, take these packets, mix them together. Bada-bing, bada-boom. You drink about six of these a day. You get eight packets in one box. Dollar Tree. Anyways. They got all, all different flavors. Hawaiian Punch. Grape. This one is a blueberry typhoon. So really, really scrumptious. And it's a good way. If you don't like just the taste of plain water, it's a good way to drink a lot of water because it's good for you to be drinking water and not sodas and energy drinks all day. Plus, plus, keep yourself properly hydrated, drinking water all day. It'll crave your, or what's the word I'm going to curve your appetite so you don't want to snack as well. 
eat your three meals, drink plenty of water, and you're not going to feel like, oh, I need some snacks throughout the day either. Because that was one big thing with me. For, for the last couple of years, I'd snack a lot. Gained a good 20, 30 pounds. But ever since I started drinking more water and snacking less, last month, I've lost almost 12 pounds in the last month. 10 to, 10 to 12. It fluctuates. But it's all from just from just drinking more water and snacking less. Uh, since that, I said, well, it's not better than in Kool-Aid packets. Oh, no. This is out of all the... Flavor packets you can buy. Blue Hawaiian Punch, best one. Best one. Trust me, I tried them all. Go to Walmart, grab them all off the shelf, say which one's the best one. I've even tried the root beer. The Barks and the Dads. Mm-mm. These blue, these berry blue typhoons, mm, they're the best. Anyways, anyways. Uh, Jason Rose says, good you're staying hydrated. Yeah, I used to drink way too much Monster and Mountain Dew. It's just not good for you. It's not good for you. <clears throat> like I said, we had a men's, uh, no, Mustafa Ali against T-Bar. T-Bar and Mace did a inset promo during their entrance. I don't really know exactly what they said other than size always matters. So T-Bar seemed to have the match won, but Ali got his foot on the bottom ropes and Mansoor alerted the ref. Mace attacked Mansoor. Before Ali gave T-Bar a DDT. T-Bar then knocked Ali off the top rope and hit a feast your eyes to pick up the victory. Again, the match went three minutes and like five seconds or so. Mason T-Bar were then going to attack Ali post-match, but Mansoor made the save and actually cleared the ring of the two bigger men. In the back, Reggie's doing a, a photo shoot. He's like, man, this is this is fun. Carmella and Naya, they used to make me take a bunch of pictures of them, but it's fun to get my own picture taken. And then we see a janitor walk by. And I go, hey, is that Randy Orton? Then we see a delivery guy walk by and walk up to Tazawa. I mean, not to Tazawa, it was Tazawa, but walk up to Reggie. And Reggie's like, excuse me, do I know you? And he throws these boxes at Reggie. He rolls up Reggie. One, two, Truth jumps on top of them to break up the pin. Reggie runs away, and Truth's like, that was all your fault. You let him go. And Tuzal's like, you let him go. And Truth's like, no, you let him go. And Tuzal's like, no, you let him go. And then they argued, and Reggie left the building. He ran outside. Going forward, WWE congratulated John Cena for being a member of the Suicide Squad movie, which was the number one movie in the box office this weekend. They also congratulated The Rock for starring in Jungle Cruise, which was the number two movie this weekend. Remember, Jungle Cruise was in his second week in theaters. Suicide Squad debuted this weekend. And unfortunately, Warner Brothers lost their ass on Suicide Squad. Their ass. Currently, hold on, I'm going to pull up the numbers. This ain't good. Suicide Squad opening weekend. So, this is the best DC movie that I've ever seen. Yet, for an opening box office weekend, it did the second lowest of any DCEU movie. Suicide Squad earned a measly $26.5 million this weekend in theaters. 
No. Yes. 26.5 million. Now, the issue is putting it on HBO Max. Now you can say, well, why is everyone praising Jungle Cruise? That was on Disney Plus. Disney Plus Premium. You had to pay $30 to watch to watch um Jungle Cruise on Disney Plus. Suicide Squad, free if you pay for HBO Max. Now here's the thing where I say they lost their ass on this movie already. Production cost $185 million. Then apparently Warner Brothers spent another $100 million promoting this movie. That's $285 million into the movie. They have made $26.5 million box office. Now as far as Disney goes, and like say Jungle Cruise, I don't know the numbers for those. We can look them up, but we don't need to. They made X amount in theaters, but they're also making X amount extra off of the Disney Plus uh, $30 premium access. So for studios like Legendary, who has Dune coming out in October, to be upset that their movie's going to be put out for free, this right here proves why they should be upset. This proves for sure why they should be upset. Actually, this article right here does have the numbers. It says that Jungle Cruise did $35 million in theaters. Because here's the thing. You've got two options. Watch the movie at home. Watch the movie in theaters. With Warner Brothers movies, it's watch them at home for free if I've got HBO Max or a buddy's HBO Max. Or I can go to the theaters and pay to watch it. Disney Plus is go to the theaters and watch it or pay and watch it at home. So... More people may go, you know what? I'll just go to the theaters. Yeah, a lot of people are going to watch it based off of Disney Plus at home because if you have a family of four, it's actually cheaper to watch it at home for $30. But regardless, Warner Brothers losing their ass on Suicide Squad right now. Despite it being probably the best DC movie, it's, it's not going to perform well because of the way of distribution. Putting it out for free on HBO Max and not putting it behind some extra paywall. Go back to Raw. WWE congratulated again. John Cena for being in Suicide Squad and having the number one movie of the weekend. And The Rock being in Jungle Cruise having the number two movie of the weekend. And all I'm going to say is if John Cena's character stays exactly how it was in, in Suicide Squad, this Peacemaker show going to be pretty dang good going to be pretty dang good not going to give any spoilers for the movie or anything but I enjoyed the movie I don't know if I'd ever watch it again I mean if a friend said hey let's watch Suicide Squad cool I'll watch it with them but myself I'm probably not going to go you know what I'm going to watch the Suicide Squad yes Max win it, it, actually it's, it's a number of things for Space Jam it was a the makes Bill Max thing. That's why it didn't do good in theaters. And B, nobody thought LeBron James would be good in the movie, and he's really not. Space Jam movie, Space Jam A New Legacy was fun to watch. I'll never watch it again, probably. How many times have I seen the original Space Jam? More times than I can count. I've had the movie as a kid on VHS. I now own it on DVD. But the new Space Jam? Eh, yeah. I bought some of the, the, the jerseys. 
I bought two of the tank top jerseys because they look cool, but it's not because I liked the movie. Because they look cool. But as far as the movie goes, unless my kids want to watch it, I'll probably not put on the new Space Jam again. Unless the kids say, hey, can we watch Space Jam 2? Or a friend says, I haven't seen that new Space Jam. You want to watch it? Sure. But myself, I'd, I'd probably never put that new Space Jam on. The original Space Jam, I watch at least two, three times a year. With me saying, I think it's time to watch some Space Jam. Come on and jam. Welcome to the jam. Anyways. AJ Styles did a quick little interview in the back where he said that he would break Orton. Just like he broke Riddle's scooter. Well, AJ, you didn't break the scooter. Almost did. Next up, we had Bobby Lashley and MVP. MVP ranted for a while about Goldberg and his son. Like, for a while. Um, however, the only thing more devastating than... He said, the only thing more devastating than Goldberg's spear is Bobby Lashley's spear. MVP had a message for Gage. He said, your dad better not show up at SummerSlam because he will be destroyed and annihilated worse than you've ever seen. And Lashley will end his career. The upside was that Gage will be able to spend more time with his daddy. His daddy will be home to go to his football and baseball games. Lashley then grabbed the mic, didn't say too much, and finished it with, you're not next, you're done. As far as to Goldberg. Uh, voices all around me say, what about Zack Snyder's Justice League? Do you think that'll perform well in theaters? Well, from what I've heard, it's not going to be in theaters. It's just on HBO Max, and no, it wouldn't perform well because it's four freaking hours long. You see the runtime. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League length. Zack Snyder's Justice League is four hours and two minutes. Who the fuck wants to go to see a movie for that long of a movie that you've probably already seen with the original Justice League? Plus, who hasn't already watched it just on HBO Max for no extra fee? You're telling me you're going to go see a four-hour movie and not have to get up once to pee? Anyways. Going forward, Sarah Shriver interviewed uh, Rhea Ripley. She says she'll be taking on Nikki Ash tonight. Said that after seeing her beat Charlotte Fleur last week, she knows that she has to step it up. Ripley gave Nikki credit because almost isn't good enough to remain the champion, though. Ripley said, quote, As a former Raw Women's Champion, I understand the balance between light and dark. That is needed to hold on to the title. Does Nikki Ash have the dark side? Because I haven't seen it. And then says she will bring a nightmare to Nikki A.S.H. That she has never seen before. Ripley said that Nikki didn't have what it took to stop her from becoming the champion again. Man, did this sound fucking scripted word for word. After the break, Nikki told Sarah Schreiber that she knew she had to be prepared when things didn't go her way. Tonight, she knew that her dream come true would become a nightmare. But she had a nightlight in the form of her spirit and her drive. Nikki said she didn't almost beat Charlotte Flair last week. She did beat Charlotte Flair last week. She was 
almost positive that she would beat Rhea Ripley tonight and would do what it takes to remain the champion at SummerSlam. Girl, you ain't retaining that title. I could be wrong, but no. They then showed pictures of Titus O'Neil giving away 30,000 backpacks filled with school supplies for kids going back to school. We then had a Nikki A.S.H. against Rhea Ripley in a nine-minute match that ended in a DQ. So the match itself goes almost 10 minutes, and there's nothing to talk about because nothing happened in this match. This was a nothing-happening, nine-and-a-half-minute, almost 10-minute match. And at one point, Nikki goes to the top. Charlotte comes out and pushes her off, causing the DQ. That's how shitty this match was. That for almost 10 minutes, they did nothing of note. Nothing. Charlotte laid out both women and posed with the belt. And that was the most notable thing of all. And there was an interesting video package with Elias. who was outside in some sort of a field and walked up to a fire. He reminisced over Walk with Elias chants. But strung the guitar one last time and then chucked it in the fire. He said, WWE stood for Walk with Elias, but Elias is dead. This is interesting. This, 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 this is interesting. They're changing Elias's character. He says, Elias is dead. Is he getting a new name? I don't know. Is he going to be Elias Sampson again? Is he still going to be Elias? Is he just going to go by the name Sampson? I have no clue where this is going, but a refresh for Elias. What? They can't screw that up, can they? Just kidding. Yeah, they can. Big time. I like, to be completely honest, and this might not be a popular opinion, I actually always liked Elias. I thought he was a great heel and was used, actually, to his strengths. I never thought he was a great wrestler, but I thought he was a great personality and great in the role he was put in. Yes, I said great. I thought he did the role he was given great. Now we're going to change him? To what? To what? I'm a little skeptical, but you got to be. Search Ryber asked Charlotte Flair about her attacking Nikki and Charlotte in the ring. She said she should have known that the attack was coming. Nikki, that is. She called herself the most decorated woman in WWE history and everyone. And stop waiting for her downfall because that ain't going to happen. She says she planned on winning. She says she knows that she can lose the match at SummerSlam by not, by not even being involved in the finish. But she planned on winning the title at SummerSlam. Elsewhere, in the back, Kevin Patrick asked Orton why he's separating himself from Riddle. Orton said that he works better alone and plans on beating Styles by himself tonight. That match was next. It was an 11 and a half minute match. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Early on, the two were going back and forth before Styles hit a springboard forearm to the outside after Orton was distracted by Omos, and this led to a break about two minutes in. After the break, Jimmy Smith let us know that it's been an incredible match thus far. 
The two traded fists until Orton took the advantage of the clothesline and a power slam for a two. Styles used a kick to the leg, but Orton came back with the backbreaker for a two. Styles then avoided a superplex and applied a calf crusher, but Orton quickly got to the ropes to break the hold, or to break the pin for a rope break. No, no, not a pin, a calf crusher for the rope break. Styles then set up for a phenomenal forearm, but Orton rolled out of the way. Styles then saw this coming and quickly blocked in uh, a clothesline by Orton. Orton followed this up, though, with a draping DDT and set it for an RKO, but almost pushed Styles out of the way. Orton and almost started yelling at one another, and the distraction allowed Styles to kick Orton in the head. Riddle would then attack almost from behind and jump on his back and put him in a choke. Riddle tried to take down the big man and almost drove him into the post. Styles went for the phenomenal forearm, and Orton countered it into an RKO to pick up the pinfall victory, and this crowd in Orlando went nuts for both the RKO and the pin. In the ring, Riddle wanted a hug. Orton refused at first and went to leave, but Riddle brought him back in. Orton did finally give him the hug, and the pop from the crowd was great. So they're doing the thing where they're holding each other's arms up, and Orton's kind of like, Okay, cool. And Riddle's like, yeah, I'm going to pose like Randy Orton. You're the new Pete Dunn. And Randy's like, well, how about that side of the crowd? So they do it again. Yeah, whoa. And then Orton pulls his hands down. And Riddle's like looking around. And whoop RKO from Randy Orton to Riddle. Riddle took an RKO. Orton smiled. Byron Saxton. Couldn't let this breathe and yelled, I think they're back together. I think they're back together. What? He hit him with an RKO and you think they're back together? You goob. You fucking goob. Interesting enough, though. I don't know if this is how it was supposed to go or not. But Riddle took the RKO and if you look, he was smiling. And a little smirk on his face. So we'll see where this leads to. Are they going to team together and challenge for the tactiles of SummerSlam? Or are we going to get the original plan that was actually Orton versus Riddle at SummerSlam? Because to me, that's a fresh matchup. That's a cool matchup. That's a big time matchup that I wouldn't mind seeing at SummerSlam. I'd like to see it for sure. But with that, that was Monday Night Raw and. Tonight's podcast is sponsored by Homage. You need vintage wrestling shirts? Then, well, why not head over to homage.com slash WWE. One thing you'll notice about their shirts is their quality and their comfort. They have a great sizable collection of WWE designs, but they also have other designs as well for you to check out. Basically, Homage could become your next favorite t-shirt brand. Also, if you use our code, PW Unlimited 15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your purchase. Plus, use our link in the description below to support us here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited when heading over to homage.com. Remember, use code PW Unlimited 15 at checkout to get 15% off of your off of your order, basically. Homage has got a great selection of WWE merch. So what are you waiting for? Head over to homage.com slash WWE and check them out for yourself.
with that, guys. Check what you guys thought of tonight's show. As far as the polls do go, that's a Twitch poll right here. 75% of you thought, thought uh, Raw was just all right. 13% liked the show, and 13% didn't. As far as the YouTube poll, 52% liked tonight's Raw. 32% thought it was all right, and 16% did not like it. Head over to the text messages. Um, This one says, tonight's episode of Raw was good. Do you see Orton and Riddle becoming the next Raw Tag Team Champions at SummerSlam and also keep up the good work, Tim? Your reviews are always good. I mean, I could see it going either way based off that finish of the show. Them going for the titles because, you know, Riddle can come back next week and go, you got me, Randy. Did you get it out of your system? Let's still be bros and challenge for those tag titles. Or he could say, what the hell, bro? Why'd you do that? And we're like, because I don't like you. And then Riddle go, you know what? How about you and me settle this at SummerSlam? I can see it going either way, to be completely honest. Or says, keep up the amazing work of PW Unlimited. I do agree about Raw tonight. Who should, uh, I think he's talking about me saying that the show felt long. That who should challenge for the Raw Tag Team Championships? And plus, do you see Tony Storm being a heel again? Plan for Tony Storm on the main roster is to be a babyface because they know she will get the babyface reaction. As far as the tag titles, I could still see it being Randy and Riddle. So we'll see how that goes. Where says, I liked Raw tonight. What's your opinion on Mason T-Bar? Do you like how they're being booked? Eh, they're just a run-of-the-mill mid-card tag team that's just there to fill space. They could be better. I think Dominic Dijakovic, whatever they want to call him, could be amazing on his own, but they'll never give him that push. Which is unfortunate because he's a Vince-looking guy. Got the size and the body. Versus can't believe MVP and Lashley would be would bring harsh words to Goldberg's son Gage. Will Goldberg bring tons of adrenaline to them both to walk out at SummerSlam as a champion? If you, not to be rude, but first off, that sounded like you copy and paste that off WWE's website. And second, if you think there's even a 1% chance that Goldberg walks out of that pay-per-view as the champion, reevaluate your fandom of wrestling. Because anybody who is anybody knows that there's no, no way that he's winning the title. Just like John Cena ain't winning the fucking title from Roman. Actually, there is a 1% chance there. There is a 1% chance that John Cena beats Roman somehow at SummerSlam for the title, gets number 17, and then on September 10th in Madison Square Garden, Roman wins the title back. Which says, every time I see Nikki A.S.H., her gimmick reminds me of Super Eric from TNA Impact in 2008. Yep. Which says, so the end goal of SSR, of S, huh? For SummerSlam, RK Bro versus Styles, uh, swerve to make us think otherwise. I don't. All I know is the original plan was for them to have a singles match against each other. Versus, by the way, the wrestler named Bobby Eaton passed away. Yes, we uh, posted that on Twitter. Unfortunately. There's a says, any me a yim update. Would you like to see T-Bar go back to Dominic Dijakovic? Yes. I would love to see him go back to Dominic Dijakovic and be able to be that character again. Just him. And no, no updates on me and Yim. And that's going to do it. That is going to wrap up 
tonight's Monday Night Raw podcast. I want to say thank you guys for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. Follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And follow us on Twitter at PW Unlimited. Remember, guys, we'll be back live tomorrow right here to talk about NXT. I will be live a little bit later on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy, playing some video games. So with that, guys, join me there later. Have a great night, and I will see you next time.